what's up everybody welcome back to the shamrock show episode four really happy to have one of my best friends here with me my boy Durham. yes sir if you're from new london you definitely know who i'm sitting with cheers cheers shout out to proper 12. proper 12 yeah it's good to have a, a proper mick on the shamrock yes. show um so Darren's been in this nightlife business for a long time the business that i'm in and it's always great to pick somebody's brain. He's got a big project coming out on the horizon. And, yep, yep. Uh, you know, I think we'll go down that path, man. Um, the the bar, the new spot is going to be in Groton called 40 Thieves. Yeah, 40 Thieves. It's going to be a, a true destination location. But before we get into that, I think we're going to rewind a little bit. And I kind of like to get into how you got into this business to begin with. You know, Hannafin's, you had two locations. It was, you know. A, a landmark spot in New London for the, the longest time, man. How, how did right. that even come about? Um, yeah, we started in 2005. Yeah, probably 2005. We built it um, at original location. Then five years later, we had the opportunity to buy the space next door. Right. So we opened that. Um, we rebuilt the same bar, only next door. Right, so right. It looked like the same place, except yeah, just... identical. We tried yeah. to match it, you know? So, uh, you know, that was great times for New London. I think it was, business was booming, I think, for everybody. There wasn't a lot of competition. It's so only a couple spots, you know, Hot Rods had just started. Yeah. Roadhouse was there. Stashes was jumping. Yeah. Um, other than that, there wasn't too much going on, you know. Um, how, did you, how did you find your, like, what were you doing before the bar business? How did you find your way into that position um, even to begin we with? We were doing, uh, like, uh, wood f actually before that I lived in Spain. So I lived in Spain for a little while. Then I came back, when I came back to the U.S., uh, we were doing, like, wood floors, like sanding and refinishing wood floors. Yeah. Basically, like, just manual labor stuff. You right. Know? To make a couple bucks. That's why we. That's when we found that spot. We were doing the floors. We say we, you and your, you and your dad, yeah, and your, yeah, your yeah. brother too, or nah, just me and my dad. And and dad. Uh, yeah, we found a, the spot. Um, we were do, redoing the floors in that building, the Dewart building in downtown New London. Yeah, and uh, we worked out a deal with the um, building owner at the time. He was a French guy. Yeah, and uh, he kind of put us in a good spot to you know hit the ground running, and it worked out good. You know, we were doing big numbers our first couple years. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think over the years. Um, you know, New London kind of like, I think the economy never kind of bounced back after the kind of like 2008, 2009, yeah. um, kind of like recession thing that kind of hit the rest of the U.S. But um, 2010, we opened in Glastonbury. That yeah. was our th technically our third location because we changed because, spots. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were up there for like three or four years, but we didn't own the building up there. We we're in a really bad lease. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a learning curve. But it yeah, was great. everything you know, everything about area. this business is definitely a yeah, learning curve. Man, like, luck, luckily, you've been successful enough. Sometimes, you know, you learn a bunch of stuff, but it's too mm -hmm. late by the time you've learned yeah, it. Yeah, but you know, it shapes you for your future. Right. Uh, you know. Right, so, like my first my first bar was the Green Room. I remember. And I had never even worked in a bar at that point. Me and my boy were driving by, and there was a for sale sign in the window, and he's like, yeah. "I want to buy that place." Dude, mm -hmm. total dive spot. And I was like, "Yeah, fine, let's do it." And he's like, so we actually called the number. Like, fuck it, like, you know, we're just what you got to we lose. did. We had both just been fired from a job together. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know, I had worked in the casino for a while, and I'd kind of worked in. There used to be a club called the Synodrome 360, and it was like the, like a really crazy time because it was the first time there was a club in Connecticut in this area. Where was that? Know. That was at Mohegan Sun. And not Foxwoods. Oh, Foxwoods. It was at Foxwoods. It was like in the middle, and it was like a, a big like central kind of. No, it was a real nightclub. It was a real oh, nightclub, really? but oh, it, wow. but it was like in this dome, dude, and it had like the whole like inside of the dome, like Epcot Center kind of looked like that. Oh yeah, and uh, you know it was kind of wild. And then um, they eventually opened that BB King Club, which then oh, turned okay. into Club BB. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was like my, I was like twenty old. Right, 20 right. Because I was only eighteen when I first started working at Foxwoods, but I was working yeah. in these clubs, and I was always like, wow, this is kind of a a cool thing. But you know, I didn't really 
No, the work, the, the, the work behind the up. scenes, it's a lot, man. right? So I used to always throw like like hotel parties, and I mean, there was one time, you know, at one point where I was banned from like a whole bunch of hotels in there. <laughs> we'd always throw parties. So so me and my boy, we saw this spot, and you know, we we called the guy, and he didn't want anything for it. He's like, you know, my my dad died. He left this place to me. I don't want anything to do with it. Just pay me the rent. It was like eleven hundred a month, a hundred thousand. It was something insignificant, yeah, bar easy wise, to do. with no, you know. So we both Not took out right. So we both took out like loans from uh, the bank for like five grand a piece. I'm just to yeah, do like to minor cosmetic yeah. stuff. You know, we put ten grand into Get your it. First order, right? Yeah, and we and we started doing it. You know, and. Um, the, the reason I'm talking about this is because the learning curve. So I learned how to get people into the building. We did, you know, we did, we did big numbers for what it was. It was a really, dude, this place was a super dive spot. It was on Central Ave in Norwich. Like, mm -hmm. so we went, so when we first took it off his hands, we just let it run for a month to come check it out. And there was like drug deals over the bars. I'm not uh, even exaggerating. Like <laughs> hookers taking guys into no. the bathroom. I mean, this, they were doing like $40 a day. I mean, Jesus this thing was Christ. just like, you know, selling oh, one dollar. before. This was before, like $1 yeah. drafts and stuff. So, wow. yeah, so I just, I used actually um, MySpace, right? So I made a MySpace page for the bar yeah. for like three months before we opened. And I went and I just friended like everyone Everybody. in the area. Yeah, Everybody yeah. I could, because that's how that, that social media, if people are watching this, you, never, you, might, you might have never had MySpace, but that's how it just worked. Like, you could search people within a 30 mile radius, oh, you know right, what right, I mean? Right, right. And just, yeah, 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 you know, right, so you just friend them, friend them, friend them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I just did is you added them as friends. And then by the time we opened, there was a whole bunch of people who were like excited to see the place and it mm -hmm. went well. But I didn't know the business aspect of it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I was like, oh, the bar did two thousand dollars today, so I have two thousand dollars. Yeah, 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 and then the fridge, and then the fridge would break, and I didn't have five hundred dollars <laughs> to fix the fridge. You know yeah, what I mean? I just learning curve. Learning expenses. Yeah, for sure. yeah. So we had it for like almost two years, but we had it for like one year successfully because it was just making so much money, and then it just, just business Problems. acting. We yeah. just didn't know what we were doing. You yep, know what enough. I mean? And, yeah, it's and, tough, man. If you don't know, right? So. Mm -hmm. Then I went and I worked at some places for a while, and I kind of learned the business aspect of yeah. it and and whatever, and you know, kind of use that moving forward. Right. But like that's what I was saying, like that's what happened you, to us up there. You know, our our, uh, our the lease we signed was really bad. Then our, our overhead was so high. You know, we kind of went from a bar yeah. to going to like a full restaurant with a thirty person staff. Right, right. That glass was spot like ten thousand like dollars a, like a month. Real, real big spot. That was crazy. So you know, you think in the winter time up there, you have a bad weekend, you have a bad snowstorm, you lose that. 30, 40 grand a week. Right. You know, you're back. You're, How do you you're, make that? You're up? in the red. Yeah, you got to like hustle to try to get that back. You have two or three of those in a row. Yeah. You know, you're you're kind of like lights out. So. Right, right. Yeah. And I never, you know, and I never even really thought about that, how the <clears throat> snow affects businesses, the way the rain affects me during the summer. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I yeah, get, I get big. a, I get it two weekends in a row washed out and even literally put me out a hundred thousand dollars but like when I'm comparing the year but prior and you never catch that back yeah, up yeah, you know? and it's so nothing get, that you did right you know right. it's not so like I guess it's the same thing with the wrong. snow just you know? the, I never, yeah. never really thought it's about the weather it. you can't control it um, so, you were living in, so you were living in Spain yeah I lived in Spain I worked for a, a yacht registry company in La Linea right um, below the Costa del Sol right above Gibraltar for the most point in Africa me Spain right there. Really? Yeah, it was cool, man. I was 18. And, uh, you know, you could drink. So I was going out right. over there. That's you know? all Europe, the 18, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. But, you know, it's not it's not as strict as, as it is over here. You yeah. know, we were going out at McDonald's. You could buy beers. Beers at vending machines. You know, you're going right. out with, like, I was getting paid in sterling at the time because we were working in Gibraltar. And, uh, you know, we changed that back um, to euro. You're getting, like, double the money, you know? So you're... Your money went a long way over there. So right. it was cool, man. It was a great learning experience.
um, how, how did you even, how did you even like end up that. in Spain? Because you're originally from Dublin, right? Yeah, I was born Dublin? in Dublin. Yeah, I was born in Dublin. I got my green card here to come to the U.S. when I was like four or five. Allegedly, where's Trump at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So and then kind of back and forth my whole life. You know, you're yeah. here, you're there, moving around a lot. My father was joined the U.S. Navy, yeah. so we could get green cards to come to the U.S. So uh, you know, when he would go to sea, we would move back to Ireland, or you know. Okay. Up until like right. probably like middle school, high school times like that. That's actually how how my family came to be. So, my my grandfather mm -hmm. on my mother's side was first generation Irish in in America. Then he joined the the navy in America, mm -hmm. and he was in Ireland. I don't know if he was stationed or just a stop, but then he met my grandmother there, right, right, and right. they got married. And you know, like my my uncle, I have a few uncles who were born there. My mother more information I need to know but she was conceived in Ireland but she was born in America yeah. you know what oh, I mean but that's cool, cool, cool. Yeah. so yeah, that, it's always that's weird for me because like when I travel I go like if I go to Ireland for instance when I come into customs in Ireland they say yeah. welcome home boom right, right, right. stamp my passport I come back into the US they're like wait a minute like what are you doing here like what are you doing there like come with us right <laughs> right I'm actually um I'm gonna get an Irish passport. I've been putting it should, off, man, but you can should. if it. What it's is it? If, number if one passport in the world, second generation, you could get one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's as if your grandmother is born mm -hmm. there, right? Is, is yeah, what the deal is. I know so, a yeah. guy that can get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, well, my grandmother harassed me about it forever. I looked into it, and it was mm -hmm. like, I forget how much. Maybe it ends up costing like two thousand. It's, it's a it's a lot of money to spend. Yeah. For just something, you know. Right, what I mean? But I do want I do want to have it. You know. If you want to move around Europe, it's great. Right. Anywhere in the world, you know, people love Irish. Well, I read online that it's actually the most coveted passport because there's no there's no other than within itself there's no war with Ireland. You know what I mean? They don't beef with any other countries or anything like that. People love the Irish. You're not right. You're not looked at shady if you go into. When we lived in when I lived in Spain, we would have to cross the border every day. So, the Gibraltarians, which were the people native to Gibraltar yeah. used to hate the English because the English took the land, right, from the Spanish. Right. So we would cross the border, and <laughs> or we'd go out at night in, in, in La Linea in Spain, and, yeah. you know, you'd have your, I'd have my Irish passport out, like, hey, like, I'm Irish, so they I'm know not they're not British. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'd be like, oh, you're so Irlandes. Oh, you know, buy you drinks, give you drink tickets, you know, it's cool. Yeah. So. Well, I Definitely. mean, that's something that they have in, in, in common, I guess. You know what I mean? The, the, for sure, the history for of, sure. Uh, a lot of places. <clears throat> right, the history of, of yeah. the, the English taking over place and that, yeah, places, man. you know, uh, by force and, and, and then not leaving, which is, I think, something Brutal. that a lot of people, you know, so many people you meet, I don't even know, it might even seem offensive to you or, like, annoying, but, like, some people are like, oh, I'm Irish, I'm Irish, I'm Irish, you know? Yeah. But, like, they don't know the history of it, which I didn't know till the first time I went over, like, you know the the conflict and the in what they call the troubles and and the separation in in Ireland. You know right. and and what the British did to that country for the longest time, stripped it of its identity and its language. And there mm -hmm. was such a war going over. There's, there's still conflict going on over yeah, there. Even their money. Know? You know they fought so long to have their own money, and now it's right. to the euro. You know which right, which is super annoying if you yeah. go over. The, like I, I know you don't go to the north, but when I go over to the north of Ireland, and then mm -hmm. like. You go down to Dublin, like, I'll have money I can't use here, but I can yeah, use there. I got money I can't use there, but I can use yeah, here. Yeah, yeah but, for uh, sure. Definitely. Yeah. Something I did find out through those through those uh, travels to any travelers out there, you can exchange money at Mohegan Sun for free. No, Don't go to your bank. Like, you can exchange all your phone Yeah, in. you know, you told me that I got robbed in Russia at yeah. the airport, man. Um, I had a layover in Moscow. Yeah. And I had, uh, I think, oh, I had... um. I don't know if it was like Serbian money or something. I was coming from Montenegro. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to change the money because my flight landed in JFK 
at like midnight or one in the morning. So I was like, I had to get rid of all this money. I'm not going to be able to change it anywhere, you know? Yeah. It's not like you can walk into Bank of America and be like, hey, take my Serbian dinar and give me, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. whatever. So I give it to the uh, airport lady, which I'm thinking is that the airport is official, you know? Yeah. I give it to her. It was like $500 worth of whatever, Serbian, whatever. She gives me back like $100. And I'm just sitting there like waiting for her to give me the rest, you know? Right, right. And she's like, she's like what? And I'm like, the rest? And she's yeah. like, that's it. And I'm like, that's it? I'm like, well, then give me back my right. Serbian money, you right, know? Yeah. like, no. She's like, no, not my problem. I'm like, what? And, you know, you're trying to get mad, but then you got to think, like, hey, right, man, like, right. I'm in Russia. You're right. locked up abroad, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I don't wanna, I'm looking around. It's like all these guys with machine guns. I'm like, yeah. man, I got to take it easy. Like, is this $400 really worth it? Right. <laughs> so the way the way I found that out is um, so I had a, I had a rental car in, in Dublin, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I drove throughout the whole country. It was my first time driving. It's the opposite side of the road. But as you get into, so we went with Melissa to see her family in Kerry, which is way deep in the south, and it was, like, yeah. in a village, like, like, generic what we would picture like One on a road. postcard yeah, Ireland, exactly. you know yeah, yeah. so yeah. the roads I mean there was times we were passing trucks and I was just closing my eyes and biting <laughs> down waiting and, and for going it. so I clipped the side of the car on, mm. on some truck's mirror right no. yeah so I was like shit and, and I had turned down the insur insurance of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know yeah I turned down the insurance from, from, no from Enterprise way. right <laughs> I don't need that so, so when we had to bring the car back man we went off-roading in the car basically just to cover it in mud so we could cover to the, cover the, the, yeah, the scratch the so I bring it back and um, you know we call a cab to bring us to the airport and I drop mm -hmm. the I go to drop the car off and the guy comes out and I'm like trying to be like super nice like oh, what's yeah. up man Yo, thank you so much blah, blah, blah. and he's like wiping off the dirt from the car <laughs> and he sees the scratch and uh, oh, but, but what I forgot to leave out was I knew that this was gonna happen, so I hit, I stopped at an ATM on my way there. I took cash. I took all my oh, money out of the thing. That way they so couldn't, they couldn't, charge, they couldn't charge my car. Smart move. The car that they had, yeah, scammer yeah, like, one on one. Yeah, yeah. So I took <laughs> everything out. So I had like a thousand dollars, cash, like, yeah, cash, yeah. like you know, euro, it was it was in Dublin, it was euro yeah, yeah. on me. So you know, more or less, you know, I got there and I was like, well, you know, I, I was like, I don't know what happened. I didn't see that, you know, bullshit, blah blah blah. And he said, we well, got to pay for it. I was like, piece them out of here, you know, and, yeah, I, and I just left. Yeah, yeah. So, but we, because of that whole thing, we were running late to the flight, so I couldn't change mm -hmm. my money in Dublin. And you got to Hartford, and they don't have it there. They don't have yeah. an exchange there. I didn't know, which is crazy. It's a major city. They should. Right, right. I, well, I assume I didn't even. It's an international airport. I didn't even. Especially euros. It's not like it's like right, you know, right. Common Something currency. Like, yeah, yeah. Like dinar or something. Yeah, you know? like my problems. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh. Long story long, I ended up hitting up Mohegan Sun, and they're like, "Yeah, we, we you know, because we cash it in." So course, from, yeah, from yeah. here on out, that that's the move. That's my go-to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I even actually, I, dude, I got a friend request on Facebook from like some like corporate officer at Enterprise and the guy in, from Enterprise in, in, no. in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. I was no. like, no Tracking you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got home. Yeah, I, changed, I changed the card and everything, <laughs> man. But shout out to Den Enterprise in Dublin. I'm Great sure, people. they deal with that all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I'll take the I'll take the insurance next time. <laughs> what um what were you doing in Moscow? Or you, uh, I had a layover flight, so I went to uh, I was in uh, Montenegro for there's an event called um oh what the fuck was it? It was a uh, basically like an uh, um an event with you know uh, like tech savvy people, leaders from all over the world that were yeah. meeting to for one common goal to like benefit the, the, the rest of the world, right. um, to change the world. So it was like Robert De Niro was a keynote speaker, Akon was there, I was out there with Wyclef. Um, it was like a, a bunch of other like crazy like presidents of all these countries, president of Antigua, like all these people that were raising capital for like um, 
like victims of, like um, tropical storms in okay. the Caribbean, like stuff like that. So it was really cool, man. I met a bunch of cool people. Yeah. Um, hung out with Wyclef. We were recording his CD that he was dropping at the time. Um, it was a mixtape back till November or something like whatever the last one. It was like a year yeah. and a half ago that he dropped. But um, yeah, it was super cool, man. It was like recording a mixtape right on the edge of an infinity pool at this hotel, which is like. It's got to be like one of the like top ten hotels in the world. Just, really, it's like on an island. Like it was crazy. It was like for me, I was just like, wow, like what am I doing here? This is nuts, you know. How how did you end up there? Um, so uh, my my uncle was on this thing called the Gumball uh, Rally, Gumball Three Thousand. Basically, what that is is it's a um, foreign car like uh, race. Think okay. like think like Fast and Furious, right? Okay. But they race from like London to Tokyo or like. Um, London to Mykonos, Greece. It's going on right now, I think, from... It's there in Greece right now, Mykonos. But is it's basically like, like is Lamborghinis, this like a, celebrities. Oh, yeah. Is million. it a legal event or is it just like a group of people who get well, together? Like, it's like, Europe. It's a gray area. Was so it like, 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 well, I say legal. Is it like a sanctioned event or is it like like high-profile people who have money like who just yeah. say, we're going to do this thing? Definitely. Kind of like a little bit of both. So like, there's a lot of people on it that you know. David Hasselhoff is on it right now. Um, <laughs> the Hoff. The Hoff, yeah. You can't hassle the Hoff. <laughs> um like Eve, uh, the rapper. Yeah, she's married to Maximilian, the guy that created it. Oh. So that's how she's involved. Then you got guys like Bum B's there, um, just like a bunch of like um, cool like rappers, producers, yeah. tech guys, millionaires, people who are like love cars, you know. So my uncle was on that two years ago. Um, they were driving a, a BMW i8 wrapped in gold, right? Okay. So he was calling me on the phone from I forget where they were. They were maybe in. I don't even know, somewhere crazy. Yeah. And uh, he uh, sent me a picture, and he was sitting at the bar, and he, he, did, he, doesn't, he didn't know like who he was sitting with. He was like, oh, I'm with the, uh, the drone team, right? Yeah. The guy's controlling the drone. So I'm looking at the picture, and I'm like, wow. Like, I'm like, that's Dallas Austin, who's like a big, he produced like Madonna. He's a big time producer oh, okay. from Atlanta. Produced like Biggie, um, TLC, he was married to T-Boz, uh, yeah. I think. Um, and then uh, uh, CeeLo, you know, CeeLo yeah, from yeah. Niles Barkley yeah, was there in the picture. So I'm, t I'm on the phone, I'm like, whoa, like, that's not the drone team. So he's oh, so behind he these guys, like, lunch, no like, thinking I, they're no the drone team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, like, that's not the drone team. So he, so then I get on the phone with Dallas and uh, start talking to Dallas, talking to Dallas, build a, you know, kind of good relationship there. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, hey, we're doing this event in Montenegro, you know, you know, you DJ, you should come out here and check it out, you know? Um, and uh, so yeah, long story long, I end up going to, I fly from JFK to Switzerland, Switzerland to Serbia, Serbia to Montenegro. Montenegro's in the Balkans, like right, you know, kind of like in the middle of nowhere, but it's like a paradise almost, yeah. you know? So I land there and uh, I see, I run into Wyclef, who I knew Wyclef uh, from, through Troy Ave, right. who I used to work with, or still work with. And um, I'm like, you know, we link up like, I see Wyclef, I'm like, oh shit, like, hey, you know, what's yeah. up, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking maybe he's not gonna know who I am, but yeah. he's like, hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. Like, instantaneously, we were like best friends, you right. know? And you were, you were by yourself, you went by yourself, right? Yeah, I went by myself. Right. Sometimes you gotta move around like that, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, You can't be afraid to like jump at opportunities, right. you know, even if you got, you know, whatever. So uh, yeah, you know, we're out there. He's like, oh, come back to the uh, to his suite that we were recording the CD. He's like, I wanna hear what you think about it. Yeah. So I'm like a huge Wyclef fan, like my whole life, like, you know, you know, gone till November days, like right. cannabis days. So uh, yeah, you know, 
And then from there, you know, just kept in touch with all those guys. We're still like, Clef texts me all the time, like sends me voice notes. Like, yeah. It's pretty trippy. Well, I know but, you played one for me when you came back, which was kind of dope. Yeah, I was man, still tripping you know, out. Like, he, he'll text me like, hey, Merry Christmas. I'm yeah. like, Happy New Year. I'm like, damn, that's why Clef. Right, right, crazy. right, right. The Fugees, <laughs> man. I mean, the score is one of the it's greatest. Fun, it's albums crazy because we're on stage time. and he was like, he's performing these songs on my stage. And you, you were DJing when you yeah, were there, right? I'm like on stage with him. And he's like, you know, Back when I made, when we made this song, you yeah. know, and he's playing like Guantanamera and like these crazy, like, you know, he's, the we're there, like, knows. yeah, he's like FaceTime and Shakira, he's like, yeah. just like crazy thing. I'm like, damn, this is nuts, you know? Yeah. We're at one party there, and uh, it was like this really like elegant, like everybody's drinking champagne, you know, suit and ties, like tuxedos. Yeah. And uh, the house band is all playing like violins, right? Like super classical music, you know the, you know what I'm like. Right, 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 right. Like the Titanic when it's going down. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So Clef is like drinking Patron, like we're drinking all the champagne. Like they won't let your drink, your glass get empty. Every time you take a sip, they fill it back up. You know. We get swap so, on that tip. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so after a few minutes, Clef goes over and he like hijacks the house band. You know. Yeah. And he's like, you just see him like huddling over there talking to them for a few minutes. Next thing. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, next thing you know, he pops out with the house band. The house band starts playing the, you know, the joint uh, Hips Don't Lie with Shakira. Yeah. They start playing it. He starts performing it like, you know, I have a video. It's crazy. I was just like, damn, this is nuts. Wait, I've never even heard of anyone who went to Montenegro before. So when I went, like, when I first wild. got there, I was like super like, I'm not talking to anybody. I yeah, don't know yeah. what I'm doing here. Right. You know, it's all like millionaires right, and presidents right. and stuff. After like 15 glasses of champagne, I'm moving around crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm with Wyclef. Like, yeah. You can't tell me nothing. Akon was there. I'm talking to Akon. I was like, this is crazy. This is nuts, you know? Yeah. So it was pretty cool, man, just to have that and just to build those relationships. So next year, right. Gumball's coming to the U.S. Oh, really? Well, they're doing a run from Canada to Cuba, which is crazy. I don't know how it's going to work out through the U.S. because in the European countries, yeah. when they're going like in these, you know, McLarens, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, they're doing like 200 miles an hour through right. these back roads, but they pay off a lot of like the, right. allegedly, allegedly, right, right, right. allegedly they, 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 you know, slide some, uh, some De Niro to the, right, right. right. so I don't know how it's going to work in the U.S. Work. Yeah, it's you know? work. but it'll be I interesting, but you know, I'll be, I'll be out there with them hopefully in some aspect, DJing, uh, doing some parties with them, you know? That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you come from Dublin, you end up in America. Mm -hmm. You got your own bars, but how how did this music industry thing come about? Like so, you know, like yeah, you, you, know. you just go into the story, right? Like, oh yeah, I know Wyclef. Like, <laughs> how how did no nah, man? It's like a long time even. coming. So uh, I always was like had like an affinity for music, and yeah. I always wanted to be involved in music in some aspect, right? Yeah. So when I was young, I was like, I want to be a rapper. You know, right. that's like the coolest thing. Right. Everybody, every, yeah, everybody yeah. wanted to be. Like, a, this like, is like even before free, was, like MySpace days, right? Right. right. Even like. I remember in high school, you know, mm -hmm. writing little raps and stuff. Yeah. And like it was before the the culture had yeah. like where rap would became like mainstream. Yeah, or, exactly. Where like it would be commonplace where my teacher could call me a wigger and it would be like a thing like it was like you know, it wasn't even <laughs> like a, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like a thing, you know, like mm -hmm. I, my my mom was getting mad when I Columbia housed in all these CDs, you know, and yeah. now she has like rap ringback tones, you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> such a, a change in, in that that culture, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, you know, just always you know wanting to be involved in music, doing that. I had like bought like a cheap computer online somehow, and you know like hundred dollars or something. Yeah. And I figured out how to build like a studio, 
So I downloaded Cool Edit Pro Swab. You might know what that is. You know Cool Edit Pro? Yeah. So there was this guy, like, there was a crack code like, you could get, you know, because the program was like $1,000 or something. Yeah. So nobody had $1,000 to buy this program right, right, right. at the time, you know? So if you downloaded this thing, you would have the whole program for free, basically, yeah. and anybody could figure it, was it out. Was it like a, like a LimeWire, Napster kind of equivalent? Kind of, yeah, like, it's kind of like, um, it's like Pro Tools now. It was yeah. like basically like a, I don't know, like a multi-track editing system where you could record your vocals in, you could put like a downloaded beat that you got from LimeWire behind it, okay. and you could basically build your own song. So that's what I was doing, but I was doing that. Then I was, in, I was getting all these people to come over, and I was recording them too, you know? So yeah. I was, it was kind of like a business that I built out of my parents' house. So I was charging people like for studio time. <laughs> In studio your time. <laughs> kinda, you know, yeah, but yeah. it was it was studio well, time, like, but it was like a bootleg studio. Right, but right. I made it sound pretty good. Like good enough to where I, you know I could pass for like maybe it could play on a radio. Yeah. Or, you know, I could definitely charge them money for it, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people came through there recording them. But I, I was always recording myself too. And um I had put together like maybe like eight songs and I, there was these guys called um tape masters and this was like right around the time like mixtapes were coming up yeah and uh 50 cent came out you know mixtapes were popping so I, I was like i'm gonna put together the mixtape <clears throat> these guys like my music mm -hmm. i'm gonna get them to host it and boom i'm out of here you know that right, was my right. plan yeah but they were like yeah we want 800 dollars or something to right. do this and i'm like all right cool <laughs> i'm like i'll have 800 dollars yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so that was kind of out the window but all the instrument instrumentals that i was using were by this instrumental DJ called Sycamore. So he would down, he would get these instrumentals and you would hear like Sycamore. And you, you just found them online and you were just buying the... No, 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 I was just downloading these instrumentals, yeah. but I would hear that tag. So fast forward a couple of years, he was um, this guy, he was working at Atlantic Records. He was like the youngest A&R ever there. Yeah. So A&R basically is an artist repertoire. So he would, he basically would develop talent. Okay. So he'd take, like say Sean that wants to be a rapper, he's gonna yeah. find you take you say these clothes you're wearing are trash we're gonna get you some new clothes right, right. this photographer is gonna take pictures of you Swab's gonna edit your videos they're gonna look crazy yeah and you know basically t make Just you look like a star like a, almost like a manager or like a Kinda, promoter like not really a manager because you're not dealing with the day-to-day -day, like headaches okay. yeah, yeah, yeah but um basically building you as an artist okay so at the time he was managing Nicki Minaj right so this is like or not managing yeah kind of man yeah he was managing Nicki Minaj this is like pre super super based days yeah. you know she wasn't blown up yet but she was signed a little Wayne I think so every day um uh, rewind a little bit I was like damn I want to I got to work with this guy like this yeah. is the guy he wasn't big enough to where people were like going towards him but I right. could tell I was like this guy's gonna be something crazy yeah so I ended up um harassing him until like I linked up with him I was like, I want to come work with you. He had a company called The Famous Firm. It was an artist development company. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, you know, after a couple of times, he's like, yeah, you know. He saw me in Entrepreneur Magazine through the bar because the bar had like a little article in Entrepreneur Magazine. It had a picture of me leaning on like really? five million kegs. Yeah, it was cool. I was 21. Uh, which was it, the New London or New London, New London. Really? Yeah. That's pretty dope. I mean, do you still have that? Mm -hmm. I have to check that out sometime. Man. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. So, uh, yeah, he saw me in there. Yeah. And uh, we kind of like, Hit it off. He he's from Trinidad. He had a green card. I was from Ireland. I had a green card. Right. We kind of like were you know on the same page a little bit. I started working with him. So I would drive to New York every day from New London, like a two-hour drive. Yeah. I would park in municipal parking in, on Essex Street in the Lower East Side because yeah. it was only like two dollars to park there. Okay. It was like a cool little hack that nobody knew about. Everybody yeah. else was paying like eighty dollars. Um. So you know every day we would use Joey Ie's office up at Asylum Records or Todd Moskowitz. 
and uh, we would just meet with like potential clients, potential artists. Like people who were trying to be rappers? People trying to be rappers, yeah. So like we were charging them for, you know, our time and like our, you know, we would link them up with like big time, like, I don't know, videographers, photographers, people who were, you know, in the, in the music industry and we were building these connects by just going out to all these spots, hitting all these, you know, yeah. building these relationships, networking, you know. And uh, yeah, we worked with like, um, he was working with Nicki Minaj, we did True Life, who was signed to Rockefeller. Yeah. Um, Saigon, signed to Rockefeller, signed to Just Blaze. Um, Rich Hill, who was Tommy Hilfiger's son. That yeah. was like around the time I was down there a lot. So we would meet with Tommy Hilfiger a lot, which is crazy. So yeah, you told, you, yeah. Didn't, didn't you uh, do lunch with him one time? Yeah, we met him up at the label one time. That's I was like, wild. man, we're just sitting there in a the room. I remember one time Sick left the room, it was just me and him in the room. And I'm just like, damn, like, what do I say? Like, this is Tommy right. Hilfiger. You kind of want to be like, check out my CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like I had a CD, but you know, right, that right. type of like, you know, but he was very cool, like very, uh, very nice guy. And, I, I, what, what about I, the time you tried to pick up lunch? Oh yeah, 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 you know, it's, you it's can't old, do that. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's so crazy. Only, only poor, poor people, people pay, yeah, poor people carry cash. cash. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw somebody else say that the other day on Facebook. Somebody was talking about it, and I immediately thought of your, yeah, your conversation yeah, yeah. with Tommy yeah, Hilfiger. Yeah, nuts. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, so that was like, you know, eye opening for me. I'm like, wow, I can come here. I can be living in New London, but I can go and do this. Right. So in my mind, I was like, I can do anything if I can sit in the same room. As Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. What else could I do? I can right. do whatever I want, you know. So. And that's like really the mindset to have, man. You can. Yeah. You can come up on stuff if you hustle for mm -hmm. it. You know, like so many people are in, like dead end spots or like just doing nothing, man. Like, oh, I wish I could do this. I want to do yeah. that, man. You just, you just gotta go a get it, man. Dude from fucking Groton who yeah, like made exactly, it, you know like you make these things happen, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Even it's, like uh, I had an opportunity to hang out with Jay Z. Yeah. And that was crazy too. I'm like same type of thing. I'm like, man, I've I've been trying to work in the music industry. Yeah. I worked in the music industry for it was like a year maybe and i'm like and i'm sitting here drinking champagne with jay-z like that's the pinnacle of like right right the most successful yeah, the most successful exactly. rapper so time. just to be in the room like that room is crazy you know? how, how did uh the link up with jay-z come out just through networking you know like i know um cass cassie from new london yeah i'm good really good friends with her and her brother rod they were like do you want to come to the show so yeah. i went to the show after the show um, D-Rock, actually, who's Biggie's, the guy, I don't know if you're familiar with that story, the guy that took the gun charge for Biggie. No. It was D-Rock. So okay. D-Rock used to run security, or still does, for Puff. So okay. he came up and was like, yo, you guys want to come downstairs? We're like, yeah, go downstairs. And uh, Jay was like in the hallway, like shadow boxing, like after the show. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. And um, he comes over, Cass is like, hey, you know, this is my friend Jay. Right. Kind of like he's a nobody. He's just like, hey, this is my friend Jay. Darren, you know, yeah. like, hey, what's up? He's like, you like the show? Like, you know, what are you gonna say? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah of, course, of course, man, it's crazy. Puff was there, Fab was there, Ebro from Hot 97, yeah. um, Memphis Bleak, uh, Webb. It's, it's crazy, like, I always think when I'm in rooms like that, I'm like, I'm not gonna try to like link up with Jay-Z, he's gonna be like, <laughs> right, but no. I'm looking at the guy that's in the room the lowest guy, so he's gonna right. talk to me, you know. But but the one that belongs there, but he's like not exactly, that kind. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, this guy's gonna help me. So you yeah. know, um, Webb was Fab's manager at the time, so I was mm -hmm. talking to him a little bit. He like liked me. I saw J Cole was there. I yeah. knew J Cole previously um, from online, from like uh, when I was saying I was like want to be a rapper. I used to go on this website called Cannabis Central. Yeah. And uh, there was like four or five of us. There was like me. J he ended up being J Cole. 
There was another kid, Elite, who was a, he ended up being a Rough Riders producer. Okay. And then there was like a couple other kids, like uh, this kid, Vali, Valisal, he produces with Young Guru, who's Jay-Z's engineer. Okay. Right now, he's pretty, pretty dope. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna link up with these guys. Saw J. Cole, I actually booked J. Cole for a show in New London. This is a cool story. Yeah. Um, me and my friend Fausto, it was, uh, we paid $1,000, I think. We split it, $500 each. He was each. in the club, the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts to Fausto. Good dude, man. Yeah. So, yeah, we booked J. Cole, $500 each. Yeah. You know? And uh, <laughs> we couldn't sell the tickets. People were like, who the fuck is J. Cole? And, and he signed the Rock Nation at this were time. Were you going to do it at, at Hannafin's or? No, at, uh, I needed a bigger capacity. Because yeah. I thought, I, in my mind, I should have done it there. But I yeah. thought in my mind, I was like, man, I, this is going to sell out. Right. Jay-Z just signed this guy. He's going to blow up, you know? So I booked the LNG. Okay. Um, it, it used to be the LNG. Right, not right, the right, LNG right. anymore. Because, you know, the capacity there, I could fit six, probably 600 people in there. Right. So I was thinking, it's a come up. I'm going to pay thousand bucks yeah sell the show out easy right right and uh yeah but then i had to cancel because i couldn't sell like 10 tickets <laughs> that's wild man yeah. i mean people in new london don't people show sleep. yeah, yeah sleep. well even like you know suave you know when i talked to apathy and he uh, mm -hmm. and like we went to go see him in Pawtucket. Mm -hmm. Pawtucket, Pawtucket. i always mix it up yeah me one too one of the two whatever the one in, P in rhode island Pawtucket. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, and, and over the years I've talked to him, he's like, dude, I can't do a show in New London. People just don't show out, which is stupid. <laughs> you go, he's doing his tours and, you know, yeah, Canada, all over the, all, all over the place. Yeah. And, and people, yeah, I see love. the video, people yeah. come out, you know, I mean, even, you know, there's probably two, three hundred people at the show mm -hmm. in Rhode Island that we went to in this little dive bar. You know, I went to go see him at the, and years ago, probably 10 years ago, this club called Jerky's in Providence, man. He did the show and it was packed, but you can't do a show. Like, he did a thing for. What was it, sale festival? He did something on the pier one day. We did like three or four songs. There was like nobody there. Like, how how is that a thing? You know, but yeah, people, it seems like people. People out here are kind of late, man. You know, yeah. they're not really ahead of the curve. So when something pops, like in a city, you can give it like six months to a year before it pops out here. Right, right. But they're not jumping yeah. on it early. So that's like back to like um, when I was working with Sycamore, how I started in the music industry. We used to take artists we were working with in New York and I would bring them out here to perform. In New London, yeah, to see like a react the reaction they would get from the crowds out here, you know. Right. So I had like Rich Hill performed out here. I had this other kid um from Canada that we were working with, Colin and Row. Yeah. He uh he came out and performed out here, and he was like he recorded like six or seven songs with Drake before Drake like, was big. Yeah. He kind of like I don't know if he ever did anything with them. I know they're out there like on YouTube, but he was kind of like very ahead of the curve. Like that was like investing in Apple before right, Apple right, blew right. up, you yeah. know. So. But yeah, you know, we would bring them out here, let them perform, and then see how the crowd reacted. And then from there, we started this thing, Sycamore, called the Famous Factory in in, Bro in Brooklyn and uh, Williamsburg, where we would take like the hottest up and coming artists in uh, in hip hop and have them perform for an all ages show. And the idea behind it was that we would take like kind of like a, a really like uptown like urban artist like Vado, and we would pair them with like an artist like Diggy Simmons. So we would get like the under, like, you know, it would be all ages show. So right, we'd get right. the young kids coming out. We'd get like the uptown crowd come down. We would get like, you know, it'd be a really mixed crowd where everybody would network. And uh, it worked out really, really well. You know, we had, uh, it was actually Nipsey Hussle's first show in New York. Um, we did uh, Dom Kennedy, uh, Dickie Simmons, Vado, Sean Price, like all these big artists, all these cool artists. Really? You know? Yeah. 
but you know, and actually, so Double XL partnered with us on that. We're just seeing like what would stick more, like if yeah, who it, would the the Vado hit with the young kids, with the Dim, right. Jig, so, with the Diggy Simmons hit with the older, like exactly. with the hood yeah, crowd, yeah, yeah. or whatever, to see exactly. what what hits where and exactly what you can open know, people up to for sure. And, and and that also we were building like kind of like a scoreboard of up and coming artists, yeah. and we would look and see, all right, well, this artist is a great artist, but he doesn't really have a lot of work ethic yeah so he's not gonna work out right so get him off get him out of here then we see an artist be like all right well he's not as good but he's decent but his work ethic is crazy right so he's gonna be you know right right he's gonna make it that's the difference between like artists that are great yeah but they don't have the work ethic and artists that are maybe not so good but right they have what, a crazy work ethic what do they say that's why you end up on the radio with a guy that's like how does god get on the radio right. like no hard, this guy hard, like what they say, pounded hard, the pavement hard work beats talent when talent doesn't, talent work, doesn't work hard, hard. yeah I exactly mean, that's, Exactly. Real, real thing, man. Really, you know, in, I, I in just, any in any field. I find, well, I find it super interesting the music business because, like you said, like some so mm -hmm. many times you hear something on the radio and it's like, how is this on the radio? Or then you'll know of an artist who's like so nasty, and like how are they not on the radio? Exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's and, interesting you know, to see timing the and just it. putting yourself in the right position and meeting the right people. Networking is huge yeah. in anything. You know, any aspect. Yeah. You got to build a great network to if you want to build your brand. You know. Now you're still doing a little bit in the music with you, you yeah went, uh, you know I had a Miami with Troy Ave last yeah, year yeah uh, last, last year we did an East Coast tour we did um, up and down the East Coast Virginia yeah. uh, Miami we did South Beach during Memorial Day weekend that yeah. was crazy never going there again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was nuts um, but yeah you know moving around I just had a baby uh, a year ago so I kind of chilled out right, for a little right. while but now I'm kind of bouncing back I'm coming just coming back to life yeah man you know uh, it's dope though do a little gonna get back into a little bit more you see me out you know well I mean around. you've always had the hooks like so like <clears throat> I was at Hannah fans when you had the mm -hmm. kid Dave East who I had never heard of mm -hmm. but now he's like a, a big name you know you know my boy Kyle so it's actually his favorite rapper right oh, now yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, that's crazy yeah. yeah, Davies. Yeah, we did um a lot of people. Fans. I did we did uh like Kurt, we brought Stali. We did um Dame Dash actually. He had a thing called DD one seventy two. Yeah. Dame Dash from Rockefeller. Yeah. Blue Rock. So uh I was actually trying to book this singer, this girl singer that he was he has signed. And I reached out to her and she was like, Yeah, I'll come out there. And she came out, but she brought everybody with her. I was like, this is crazy, you know? Because yeah. I only paid for her to come out, you know? Yeah. But she brought everybody. She brought Stali. She brought like a bunch of other people. Dame Dash. She brought Ski Beats. Ski Beats produced Reasonable Doubt for Jay Z. Oh, really? Yeah. And he performed like the whole album basically that night. But you know, it's New London. Yeah. It was, I, th I forget what, I was like, damn, this is, because I'm like a huge Jay Z fan. I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. just seeing him anywhere, let alone at there, yeah. you know? But you know, people, a couple people were like, wow, this is crazy. But for the most part, people like didn't really get it. You know, right, they were like, right. what is this? Like, who's this guy? But it was pretty dope. That and like uh, I think like the next best thing from that there was like Obama. Obama came to New London. Yeah, you know? dude, that that's was crazy. Legendary, man. Yeah. man. That was like you can't pay you can't pay for that kind of right, right. Yeah, so kind of shout out. He was doing the um, was it the, the Coast Guard graduation? Yeah, he was doing a commencement speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking to the cadets. He's like, you guys been hanging out at Hannaford? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dude, that's. Yeah, you have to keep that, that clip forever, yeah, man. That's man, like, man. Like, like how you get the president of the United States, especially one who's like so. I mean, that's so branding one on one, Like, yeah, that's wild, man. It doesn't that's, get any better than that. No, no, you can, you can use that forever, <laughs> man. Put that on a resume. Um, <laughs> What were some of the hard parts about dealing with New London? So when I see New London, New right, London? I see a city that has all the potential in the world. It's on the water. It's easy to get to off the highway. Mm -hmm. And yet, dude, 
empty building, failure, empty building, failure. I mean, I don't know if it's just too saturated because there's 700 bars in New London. Or, yeah. or what, what? I mean, like I said, I feel like New London never really bounced back after that, like when the economy tanked in like 2008, yeah. 2009. But, you know, you got a, a small city with big city problems. Right? Right, right. So you got big, like almost like a drug epidemic, I would say there. Yeah, yeah you know, no, for sure. A lot of like heroin is like running crazy through there. A lot of homeless people. So that drives away people that want to come down. Right. And I mean, like, you know, people at one, at some point you get scared going through there. If you're like, if you don't know, if you're not right, familiar right. with it. Well, even, dude, like, even we'll go out down there. And right. But fine, even, even, know, even but, my liquor companies I deal with, they won't send female reps into. Yeah, exactly. So, to, to you know, it like gets stuff. like a negative, a bad rap almost. And, the, yeah. you know, the papers don't really help that they highlight the, the bad things. They don't highlight the good right. things. I mean, the good things that like people are doing. Dude, you know? I have such an so. issue with the New London Day. And I'm a, I actually yeah. I have the uh, paid digital subscriber. Mm -hmm. And it's like so, they, dude, they like, they want to be a tab. Like certain reporters, they want to yeah. be like a tabloid. Well, you know, it's all about so getting clicks bad. and, you know, everybody right, wants right. to read when, the bad when, news, when not so, the good news. I know, I know. And it's, it's unfortunate. It's, 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 it's yeah. unfortunate. But that's how, mm -hmm. um, you know, media has kind of become is where a lot of these these media mm -hmm. outlets have kind of hacked the algorithm of yeah, what people want to see. Sure. And, it, and it, people do. They do click, but it, and myself included. You know, and, I, and I'm saying here that it sucks, but, like, when I'm scrolling through the New Absolutely, Day, yeah, you want to read if, the if, crazy I, if I see, you know, fifth, fifth grader fucking develops a, a new app or three people stabbed, I'm like, oh, shit, who got stabbed? Who got stabbed? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you just don't feed that stuff, maybe it's not there to be read. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely that. I mean, the but it does hurt businesses. The oversaturation of businesses, the wrong kind of businesses. But yeah. what businesses are going to make it down there? You know, you're not going to do retail, right? You know, brick and mortar retail is not going to make it down there. You know, you yeah, got to do. It's got to be anyway. bar, restaurant. Yeah. But I mean, the, even then, you know, it's like, well, I think they need something. Last? They need like one big thing that draws people. You need like a sports team, right? You know? Right. Like something even just like a, a minor league. Yeah. It's like Norwich messed up with that. Norwich has um, it was Norwich Navigators when I was a kid. I forget what it's called now, but mm -hmm. um. That stadium is like in this industrial park in Norwich. It was supposed to be downtown by the Should marina, downtown, and, the and the people, yeah. the people voted against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that could have changed everything. You just bring something. Sure. If you bring something that's going to bring two or three thousand people into the city on a Friday night, dude, the the ripple effect, the butterfly right. effect on that is crazy. Well, that was our kind of like our business model when we were down there. We would like create events, and you do the same thing at, yeah. at Ribs. You know, I see it all the time to bring people out. So we would say, all right, well, summer's slow. Right. We got to do something for summer. We need a big event in summer. So we'll do a show, like a big show in the summertime right. where the guard might have a show that we could feed off of. Right. You know, uh, spring is tough. You know, you got St. Patrick's Day, but after that, all right, what else? So right. then we're like, boom, let's create the St. Patrick's Day parade to yeah, bring a ton of people in that are going to spend money and invest you guys in came all these up, bars. Right, so people watch You guys came up with that, right? Yeah, we started that, yeah. Just so that to basically bring, we wanted like uh, to bring a flood of people down there. Yeah. So we reached out to like all the unions, carpenters union, laborers union, yeah. you know, nurses, all that. People who were like active in the community right. that had disposable income that were gonna right. come down and, and had spend large money. groups. Exactly. Yeah. And they were gonna bring 20, 30 people at a time yeah. to come in, not only to us, but to everywhere, you know, to yeah. rise, wherever. And uh, that's basically how that started. It started very small, you know, it started with like a group of like 20 people the first yeah. year. And then it grew and grew and grew and grew until we kind of like, you know, we when we 
backed out of it. It kind of right. got kind of got too political, you know. They kind of took it. Politics kind of ruins stuff like right, that. Right, it know? tends to. But I mean, those those St. Patrick's days mm-hmm. at Hannah fans were some of the most crazy fun times. Yeah, we used to shut the street b- down. Can't believe you put yeah. that many people into a building like yeah, that. We used to it shut the street a, down. Man. Awesome, it was crazy. Man. But um, yeah, so any of you guys who go to that New London St. Patrick's Day parade, just know that it, it came mm-hmm. from Durham and his family just coming up with this idea to try to do something for New London. Yeah, you know, yep, yep. try to. It's it's a city that needs people who think like that. Exactly. And like, what so I've we had kinda, ten or fifteen places like that downtown that we're gonna like bring that level of right. You know, like if you have a Mexican spot, like you should have like a crazy. Right, you know, right. So do, 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 do a single, mile, or do a single to my parade, parade man. Like, part, yeah. you know, think or, if you think bigger than yourself, so it'll it'll come back. Right. So that's a so, Frank, who is owns the property at Sunset Ribs, mm-hmm. is now you know my partner. He's maybe right. partner there. He's trying to do this thing in New London. It looks like it's gonna come about, but it's gonna on be the, on the water, on, on the water, like yeah. actually on the pier behind Bank Street, and um, kind of like a little think, like. Um, Captain Scott's, but with a tiki bar mm-hmm. and you know music. That's you a know. good idea. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. And and it's good. what they're looking to do is bring boaters, people who are in Greenport and in New York and Long Island and, and Newport, and food. you know people who come in. It's not mm-hmm. looking to take away from the city; it's looking to add. Yeah. And I was helping. He's like, "Hey, Z, you're Sean, you're a New London guy. Can you help me?" I'm like, "Yeah." So, you know, I go down and I talk to certain business owners who I'm friends with, and they're like, oh, "I can't really help <clears> you with that because our neighbors think that you're gonna they see what you do at Sunset Ribs and that you're gonna mess with the business." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's such small mind thing. We're trying to bring people people down into there. the yeah. city. People are gonna any other place you go to. If you look at Mystic, Newport, Block Island." The water, you start from the water and you then you go out. and you build yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. New London's like nothing on the yeah, water. It's wasted. And then ba- like yeah. and and if if the other businesses are gonna be so small minded mm-hmm. to really try to fight anything that's gonna go on the water, like it, you're never gonna help yourself, man. Like why I don't even know why why are all these businesses on Bank Street why have they never tried this themselves before? You wanna yeah, get mad at that's us? A, that's the number one question. Right. Mm-hmm. Why it's been there, you know. Yeah. But um that, that's just the problem with the city the politics. and the politics. You know, politics like, like, as usual. I, I won't right. obviously won't say any names, <clears throat> but someone who I know who has a prominent spot down there, who I consider a friend, and his his daughters to be our friends, and they're like, yeah, we just can't. We, we we back you on this, but we can't publicly back you oh, on wow. this. You know, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. they're like, you know, because this one and that one mm-hmm. are upset. So I went into, um, you know what, dude? I'll even talk about this, dude. So I went in. I heard that um, the, the what's her name that owns the ice cream shop was like one of the most prominent people on, in New London. Um, and, and I go in there to talk to her. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, I was hoping that um, maybe we can do something. We're not looking mm-hmm. to take away from your business. But, um, you know, maybe we can buy ice cream wholesale from you and we'll advertise frozen drinks courtesy of your ice cream shop. And I was thinking even right now, if you can prepackage you know, some kind of ice cream sandwich or something. I'll sell it at Sunsets, and you know, we'll, like let's Build let's, it up. let's yeah. do this. You know, and she was like, "I don't have time to deal with you. It's sale fest coming up." I said, "All right." <laughs> you know what I wow. mean? Like, and it's just it's just a small <clears throat> town mentality where it's it's a, it's a letdown where you can could do stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, all right, cool. So well, we'll just do ice cream on the pier then. You know what I mean? We'll do yeah. our own ice cream. But like, I was trying to do something with you. Yes, yeah, that's, that's sticky. Right, that's but tough. um. Which leads me into now Groton, Connecticut, man, mm-hmm. home of Forty Thieves. Yeah, Forty Thieves. So basically, what we're doing is we're taking the, you know, like the the warm hospitality you would feel in like an Irish pub, maybe like at Hannafin's. Yeah. And we're merging it with like modern, like pop culture, and you know, great drinks. Yeah. Cutting edge stuff, stuff that nobody's really doing around here. You know, I don't want to like give too much stuff away, right. but you know, we're very, very close to opening. Um, the branding 
it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna have Swab do some videos. Yeah. Um, I got planned out already. Yeah. Um, and, so, and yeah, I've, I've heard what he's got going on for these videos, which obviously <clears throat> we're not going to give out because not even yeah. worry about people stealing. You know, I want you to be surprised when you see it. But yeah, um, they're very cool. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of this great is going ideas. to be a, a destination location. It's it's located right off the highway. Yeah, literally easy, like easy on, easy, easy off. off. Yeah, which I know a lot of people like when they come to see me. You have to deal through so many back roads and worry about. Mm -hmm. I've had a few drinks and I'm good to drive. But I don't want to get jammed up. Like, That's right. Yeah. On the highway, off the highway. Right. Super easy. Easy to get to. Right over the bridge. You coming from exit. whether you're coming from Providence, New Haven. You're gonna mm -hmm. come off. It's right in. You know, a lot of you guys will know where Norm's Diner is. It's right mm -hmm. in that. Right next door. It's right next door. So where does the name Forty Thieves come from? So Forty Thieves was um, the first Irish gang in New York. Right? Okay. So uh, a lot of people know like gangs, gangs in New, New York, York, the movie, right? right, right. So yeah, Forty Thieves were like the original. You know, uh, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Five Points. So that's kind of where the <clears throat> name comes from for that. But yeah, a really killer logo. <clears throat> um, yeah, I know I've seen it up painted on the mirror now, but you've got it online. It's uh, at 40 Thieves on Instagram. But the, yeah, the logo so it was, is... It was actually a kid from uh, Northern Ireland that designed it originally. And um, then I gave it to uh, Cam Bortz, who's a sign guy out of um, Pawkatuck or Pawtuck. <laughs> Here we go. One of the two. Yeah. So uh, I think Pawkatuck. But he's a incredible, like, he does everything by hand, right? Yeah. So, like... You know, freehand, did, did and it do, looks like fine. Did he do your sign at Hannafin's too, or no? Yeah, he did yeah. a lot of work. All of the, all of the that, that, three that big, locations, that big, the big, big mirrors, yeah, all yeah, the signs, yeah. every sign, all the writings, everything. Right. All, he does a lot of gold leaf, where he'll yeah. take actual gold and like, you know, it's like I've never seen anybody do it. Right. You know, because I thought about, it, I'm like, wow, like, because you know, he charges accordingly to like what, what he doing. does, his right. worth, and he's well worth it. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm looking like, man, maybe I could like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nah. <laughs> nah, but that, and, and I think that's what's gonna. People are gonna walk into this place, and they're gonna it's very see different, very they, unique. Th there's nothing in this area. Like, this is really, truly yeah. a destination location. It's it's not just another bar. It's yeah. not just another a lot pub. of like vintage stuff that was outsourced from like you know we got like the lights that hang over the bar came out of Boston, a barn or no a bar in New York. Yeah. The ceiling, the tin ceiling over the bar came out of a place in Boston. Yeah. Floors came out of Charleston, Rhode Island. Right. Like, right. Everything and was like so. You have like, some door that your dad's only like 150 years. Years old from some yeah, other bar. I don't know where he got that from. He found right, it somewhere. But you it's just got like a doorbell on it. It's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, that, that's to the, to the little side room. Yeah. So we got like a secret little bar in there behind a bookshelf. It's kind of crazy. Right. Right. It's like cool little things. It you can know, be a lot. You know, events can yeah, be held there. So the you goal there stuff. is like, I want to make everything almost like, I don't know if it's even a word, but make it almost Instagrammable. You know. So right. like when you walk into a place, you're like, wow, that's crazy. Everything from the drink that you're drinking. To right. like the chair maybe that you're sitting in, to right. the spot you're sitting at, to what you're looking at, you want to take a picture. Yeah, of everything. And, and, and that's and that's and what I've almost seen in like, there, man. You know, it's, it's free advertising. It's people, you know, doing promo for your spot without right. you even doing anything. You know? Right, and that and that's the thing when you can develop that kind of thing. You know, for, for mm -hmm. businesses out there who are listening. It's not just you. It's also the customer. So the customer now has a great picture for their Instagram. That's going to get a bunch exactly. of likes, but then it's going to link back to you. For it's sure. good. It's not just they're, they're not just advertising for you. Mm -hmm. You're helping them. You know, Instagram, social media has kind of made now everybody's kind of some level of celebrity, whether for high sure. or low. It's like Andy Warhol, right? It's, so it's, everybody gets their 15 minutes. Right, right, and and <laughs> you're helping people get their 15 yeah. because of their content. But your content is their content, and their content mm -hmm. is your content. And and when you have the what you have for a layout, it's it's incredible, man. Yeah. And, and just you just know, the, the you attention have sliding, to detail. sliding library door with all these. You have a whole bookshelf, but it's not just like you went to a freaking no 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 a yeah bookstore, man. man. I looked hard for those books too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we 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 had a lot of them from leftover, but 
you know, it was a book, I think it was like 12 by 14, and we had to fill this bookshelf. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't want to just fill them with, like, fucking goosebumps. Books right, right. That's what I'm saying. You didn't go shit. to Bam no. up in uh, No, 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 no. Nah, they're all, like, old, like, vintage, like, First leather edition. bound books, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool stuff, you know? The, the vibe that I, I know that you, what, what, knowing you. And knowing we actually you. just started to cut you off. We just got the um, <clears throat> Rod at Hot Rods is doing a renovation, right? Yeah. So he gave us the um, the belt-driven fans that he had in there. Yeah. So we're going to throw those up. It's going to kind of add to the uh, right, thing. Right. So shout out to Rod. For yeah, that. yeah. No, cool guy. But, and when it comes to Rods, right, whenever anybody's trying to do something in New London, people ask me, hey, I think I'm going to do this. I'm like, is Rod doing it? If he's not doing it. Yeah, don't he's a do smart it. guy. Yeah. Don't do Great it. You know, that, that's <clears throat> he's sure. made the best of a bad situation. Is this the best way I can put it? And, and I'll say oh, Rod's the best situation. I mean, New London. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he kills he is, them, he has he's maximized For sure. what you can do. So if, you, if you're like thinking of opening something in New London, ask yourself, hey, well, is Rod doing that? If he's not doing it, it's not going to work, man. You yeah. know, he. He has really, sure. really been a, a staple of, of the community. Talk about marketing, you know, all the best wings in Connecticut, mm -hmm. and they're great. But you just say that enough times, like Lil Wayne said, "I'm the best." I believe it. I'm the best rapper alive. And His wings are like, really good. Yeah, you know, they're 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 great, <laughs> yeah. but they're, they're they're wings. You know what I mean? It's, it's exactly. But yeah, you, just, yeah. you start saying sure. things enough. Yeah, it's just yeah. marketing, and, and I don't mean that as a slight to the wings. I mean that as a as yeah. a, a big up to the marketing. If you just say something enough times, exactly, it, it, it becomes embedded in there. Perception yeah, is reality. Sure. You know what I mean? So people come in. Oh, I want to get wings. Oh, where am I go? Rods. Rods. Really the best wings in Connecticut. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep, and, I, and I know he's actually won that. So I was, like I said, I'm not actually trying to slight yeah. the 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 wings as much as I'm trying to big up the marketing. You know, you just oh, say, it's keep genius. saying, keep, yeah, it's man. tremendous, man. It's absolutely. who's gonna say you're they're not? You know? Right, right. It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's great. Yeah. So. Um, but knowing you and your family, I know that the vibe in this new place is going to be yeah, it's very killer, cool, man. man. It's, it's almost like the it's almost like our like magnum opus. Like yes, it's, it's no, our, no, like, it is you know? through through everything that you've been through. It, yeah. This this is the the production of this for man. sure. This is you know it's different. It's very different than like the New London spots, but even the glass is way different. Right, but it's going to be different. But it's than its own like, any spot. Though. Yeah, you know it's man. it's it's really the so look at like the, you got like, like Gucci wallpaper up. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like. Um, you know, everything you see in this place, the look of it is there's nothing in this area like it. It's like a, a big city big city feel yeah, exactly. without having to go yeah, to the to the city. It's, it's going to be a lot. What, what, mm -hmm. Entertainment-wise, what are you thinking? Um, you know, Do you know I, I don't like limiting anything, but yeah. it's definitely going to be a lot of cool stuff. You right, know? right. People that, you know, stuff that people aren't doing. Right. I don't want to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. Right. I never have, so mm -hmm. definitely going to, like, be ahead of the curve on that and do go left with it. We're going to do stuff that's great and sounds good. But yeah. Um, doing a lot of food, a little food. What are you doing food A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I think, small I think the, menu. Yeah, right. Small and small and, and, uh, and consistent. And right. Good, and, and that's the best thing you can do. You start yeah. small. If you do a few things and you do them great, yeah, as opposed to like, having this huge like, menu, you know, just yeah, you, like if, especially if, menu. right, right. Especially if you get just like one thing, like the wings or whatever, that yeah. people like really come. We go, oh, we're gonna go to mm -hmm. Forty Thieves for yeah. So we that. used to do uh, drunken buffalo wings with Jameson, but you know yeah. we, we might switch. We'll talk to uh, Brian yeah. ride You know, yeah. we might do proper twelve wings. Yeah, proper twelve. Do a order so a proper pro wings. Proper wings. Yeah, you know? that's right. <laughs> hey, Axe, where you at, man? Yeah, you gotta come check us out. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me refill you over here. When are you looking at um? Timeline-wise, on this, oh uh, man, we're, month we're out, really weeks yeah, out, weeks maybe months. I mean, very close, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all like you know the we're down to like the kind of like the legalities of it, whereas right. paperwork at this point almost, you know. I mean, I'm excited for this place. Like I'm a part of it. You know what I mean? I'm you just are, I'm just so excited. I'm <laughs> yeah. not, but I'm just so excited because 
I know that when I'm not at work, this is where you're gonna find me. It's, yeah. it's like having mm -hmm. dinner there, having lunch there, hanging out for a pint afterwards. That's right. Um, you know, I've seen like the kind of the, the model that you're going after. If you, if you mm -hmm. go to a uh, place, the Dead Rabbit in New York, which is really yeah, a lot of like spots. That's in the world, kind of like looked at like right, and, and, and like it's, not, it's, best, it's not you know? it's not a copy of it, but it's just it's an inspiration, you know. Right, like so, that, and like Death and Co is another cool spot yeah. in New York where like there's always like a three hour wait to get in. Oh, there. really? You can't just go in and grab a drink. Yeah, that like um, employees only. I don't know if you ever heard of these places. No, no. Really like cool, like almost like not speakeasies because they're not like that type of like look, but yeah. They carry that vibe where the drinks are like crazy. You almost have to know about it to go, go there. Go there, right, you know? right, right. So that's kind of the vibe we're going for. Like almost like, you know, you 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 know where you're going. You're not right. just walking it's, by. It's, and, it's know, not it's not in. going to be like just a traditional knockoff Irish pub. No, it's no, like, no. We're actually oh, we're going there for the... corned beef and cabbage. And, no, no, no. You no, know, no. yeah, no, because. It, that the, what people generally think of, I think, are almost Americanized Irish pubs. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, for Where sure. This so is we're, that's what we want to we want to break away from that um, like stereotype almost of like the or even just the term Irish pub. You know, it's very limiting. It's very, you know. So what, what we want to do is, like I said, we want to take that that feel and that vibe and then bring it over and create our own brand, which right. is the Forty Thieves brand. Right. And we'll take that on the road after this one. This is kind of like yeah, our, our floor to, model. You know, I, I expect to be notified when uh, there's an investor opportunity for the second. That's location. right. You already know. So yeah, you know, we're trying to hit the road running. Right. Are you coming with the um, what from you know? I, I don't mean to speak for you, but like mm -hmm. what I see is you're coming with what is stereotypically the hospitality and environment of an Irish pub without the traditional Lucky Charms box on yeah, the exactly, wall you know? and shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, you're not gonna, there's no like, covered in shamrocks and Right, right, because like, it's, hey, we gotta be shamrocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, but yeah, you know, I basically wanted to create a place where I would go, where we would go to drink, you know, and we would be like, wow, look at that, that's cool, that's cool. Or like even people who are like in the industry, like bartenders or yeah. servers or, you know, owners of bars that would yeah. go, you want to get away from sunsets. You want to go. Hey, I want to go have a drink. Right, right. You're gonna go there. You know. So that's yeah. basically the, the the business model behind that. That's what's where it, I'm on it, What's the, is it at forty with yeah, a at number at or the four, word at, at four zero thieves, thieves ct, ct. Yeah, okay. on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And he's starting to put. You know, even though it's not open yet, there's stuff up there. You know, hop on there and, and check yeah. it out, man. Getting yeah. there slowly, like you know, building it up. Yeah, you know, the, it's. The, 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 Social media. Once you see like the promo videos that you know that he's gonna bounce off Suave, you guys yeah, walk out. Crazy. I mean, this is gonna be the kind of place that you know you're gonna want to be seen mm -hmm. at, where people are. You know, there's again, there's nothing like it in yeah. this area. Not even I don't have something like that, and I yep. have a place that's wildly successful, but it's not. This is going to be a, a very very different place. It's sure. gonna be a place that you're gonna want to be seen at. You know, that's right. So we. I don't know if you remember this too. I rewind a little bit. We did a uh, in New London when we opened our New London spot. We were the first ones to do, we had these tables, right? Where you could pour your own beer from the table, you know? And nobody was doing that in really? the US really, right? So yeah, we had a table, you could go, you would swipe your card behind the bar. The yeah. bartender would set the amount that you could pour from the thing. So you'd be sitting at a table like this with your own taps at the table. Oh no shit. So yeah, we, we had a pretty good run with it, you know? And then the liquor commission was like, hey, <laughs> what are you guys doing over there? Really? No, yeah, I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, you can't do that. Like, that's not legal. But we had, the company we had bought them from yeah. had sold them to us on the premise that they had cleared it yeah. through the liquor uh, commission. That's something I would look into again because I know a lot of places like like big corporate places are even getting rid of bartenders and it's almost kind of a, mm -hmm. like that new casino in um, 
Massachusetts. They mm-hmm. don't have bartenders. You sw- for a beer, you swipe your thing and you pour. Oh, for it. Real? Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. like they're trying to yeah, but almost I mean, like Walmart self checkout bartenders. And I'm not saying you want to do that because I think it's a terrible idea because yeah, you want to yeah, experience yeah, yeah. the service. I think the bartender. But if you do something like that, that's something you could look. In. I would look into that sure. again. Man. I think the bartender though is very important. Hugely from a, important. From a, uh, right. I would never that point of sales type of. You know, you go right. into a bar. And if it's a good bartender, they'll you know right. build almost no, a no, rapport with them. It's, talk it's, to it's them. worth whatever money you're paying them. It's not yeah. to me. It's not Walmart where you want to automatize a, a checkout. A you service, know, you want, for sure. You know, you go you got a bad day. You talk to your bartender, or yeah, yeah. You know, some people want to see a pretty girl behind the bar. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, there, there's things that you you sacrifice for Draw the convenience of just swiping your your yeah, card. Yeah. So what about the uh, the lockers that you got going on over there? Yeah. So uh, basically, the idea was to. Um, you know, like I said, trying to stay ahead of the curve and being innovative and doing different things. Yeah, I wanted to take the idea of um, VIP service, yeah, like, like in a nightclub, service. like yeah. bottle service, but bring it on a smaller scale to a like a bar. Yeah, where you're sitting at the bar. So um, we built these lockers behind the bar, right behind the bar. You buy a locker, comes with a lock and a key. You yeah. get the key, the lock stays back there. You buy a bottle, say a bottle of proper twelve. Yeah, you're like. Boom, you come in, right have your bottle around. proper 12. <laughs> you have two drinks maybe. Then, yeah. you, you know, you put your bottle back, yeah. give it back to the bartender. Bartender puts it back in the locker, lock it up. Next time you come, come in, in, boom, you got yeah, your bottle right there right, 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 for like, you with I'm your name on the locker. Right, right, I'm locker. Yeah, it's blah, almost like blah, a VIP right, service right. at that level. Right, right? and you kind of... Uh, Becomes like a home, you know what I mean? It becomes, yeah, and it's, it incentivizes like you bring, you bring people, you come bring back people to in, that. Like, oh, yeah, I got a bottle in my yeah, locker. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going to yeah, go? You're yeah, not going right. to go to Applebee's. Right, you're going right. to come over here and drink your bottle, you know? Right, right. Um, and you've got two bars. So you've got the main bar room. Yeah, main bar is 35 feet long. Yeah. It's a pretty big bar. Yes. And you got the secret bar through the bookshelf. That's right, 18 right. feet. You're going to have to know somebody who knows somebody. Yeah, you got to have a double knock with a cool look to get in for sure, for sure. Yeah. And, and so within, by the, you think by the end of June or by early July? Or? Yeah, definitely, man. Very, yeah. like that that time frame. Awesome, man. Be, be up and running. Cool, man. Dude, I, I know that I personally, personally can't wait, man. Yes. Like, aside from anything else, I'm so excited for this spot. Man. Yeah, man. Cheers to that. Cheers, man. All right. Um, check out 40 Thieves, Connecticut, man. Check out Durham at D-I-A-R-M yep, on, Insta- Instagram. on Instagram. Got one of those first Instagrams. It's so hard to, curve. when I introduced you to people, it's my boy Durham. What's his name? Darren? Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just say D. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. For sure. Listen, I, I had a hard enough time in my life with Sean being S-E-A-N, seen, say on, like, yeah. can't imagine what oh, you've man, gone through. Nightmares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, check out Durham That's right. on Instagram, 40 Thieves, Connecticut, and uh, stay tuned, man, because this is going to be a really really cool spot and you know i hope that if you watch this man and and if you're somebody who is young and you're hungry and you want to do something you don't want to work at Foot Locker or or whatever yeah man dude go out there go get it go get it you got a college degree no no me me either man (laughs) me either and you're doing your thing so it's it's out there man it's 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 been out there to hustle man go get your own education go get your own experience Mm -hmm. and like you said fail a few times i failed the green room was a failure man you know yeah you gotta you gotta take your you gotta take your punches on the way up and and then and then you're gonna come up man yeah cheers Cheers. see you next time